Dude, I never, I never know how to share the video. I, I get it all the time, like scene synopsis going live with this video, and I'm like, how do you share? How do I, you share? I don't know. I, this is all automated. Oh wait, there's a button that says share. Well, share it. Okay, wait, cool. We all, we're on. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. Hey, listen, to, share this video so that I can see it later because I'm vain. But uh, for those that are tuning in that know what's up, my name is Zach, and this is Dylan on this side over here today. And we are Some Nobodies, and this is our website, Some Nobodies. And what you're watching is a show that we call Twitching Upstream. I'm going to get comfy here and just chill in my, in my chair. That's okay. You deserve it. <laughs> Thank you. <clears throat> so uh, Twitching Upstream is a, an offshoot of our normal show, which is called Talking Upstream. And that comes out every Sunday. And in that show, what we do is we have a guest on that's some sort of creator, whether it's a cool podcast that we like, uh, a movie, uh, a board game, um, even a, a Dungeons and Dragons uh, uh, thing, anything at all that we find creative. We like to sit down with them and chat with them. So what we decided to do was uh, uh, throw some stuff out there because we like to chat with people live. We like to make sure that uh, uh, you guys get to help our stories become a little bit cooler and just kind of pop out of the spectrum of just me and Dylan and, and our guest who's always very creative. So we decided to do this thing where it's live. So at any time while we're making up a story, please shout out an idea, give us a suggestion, uh, try to make this thing swerve in a cool way. Let's see where we can go with it. So if you're watching this at home, or uh, whatever. If you're watching this anywhere at all, please just comment and let us know, A, you're watching. We do appreciate it. And uh, B, where we should go with the story. Well, Sarah so, is here. <laughs> Sarah who? This Sarah? Drummer kick that. Oh, well, okay. Well, let's just start things off real fast. Uh, we do have a very, so normally we start off with a little bit of a, like media news or anything, and which is just something that we find very interesting and important. But today there's something a little bit more important. And that is one of our very, very best friends. One of our favorite people in the whole world, Sarah Takashik from the East Coast. It is her birthday today. She is 30 years old. Ha ha ha. Uh, dirty 30, right? Uh, Dylan, you, you'll be there soon. Oh, I was there in October and currently still am. See, Dylan's 32. Yeah. So every, uh, everybody's dirty. Uh, anyway, uh, for, so uh, I, we, we made, uh, I made a, a cake for a tiny little cake for Sarah and it's funfetti. It is vegan. So I'm going to eat it without her. Uh, and it is, uh, there's three candles on here, three time zones, kind of a way, three decades of being alive. Either way, I. Either way, I wanted oh. to tell you that I love you and I appreciate you, and you have made uh, our dreams come true. Uh, you have uh, funded things and, and helped us get things moving. So, uh, real quick, what we're going to do is uh, I'm going to sing to you real fast, if that's okay. I'm going to sing uh, Happy. Go. What are you doing? Keep, keep talking. Okay. <laughs> oh, perfect. Okay. That's, I don't know. I, hoping... I don't know how this is going to play on the mic, but we're going to try I, it. Yeah, I was hoping this would happen. So Dylan's going to play a song. Uh, I'm going to sing uh, Happy Birthday. I feel that that song is public domain now. Um, so we're allowed to say it, right? I think, uh, I, yes, but give me a okay. second. I think a ukulele is probably more fitting for the state of my microphone. It's probably horrendously out of tune. I haven't played it in a long time. It's okay. It, it sounds way better than my Black Panther ukulele. Yeah. Let me know where you're starting. I apologize, Sarah. Uh, I don't know you, and I hope this isn't a good, bad first impression. Um, Are you? I don't. I don't know. I don't know if this is gonna work. Okay. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Ugh. I don't think this Happy is birthday, dear Sarah Tkachik, which I don't know how to spell it, although I do know how to say it now. Happy birthday to Oh yeah, there it is. You. You. It's all it's out of tune. I don't know. 
All right, look, we're going to take that to the studio, auto-tune it. It's going to sound really, really great later on. We've got a but, friend who uh, knows a producer. <laughs> it's going to be fine. In all seriousness, uh, we love you. I'm sorry that I can't give you a hug today, but I do appreciate you. Uh, happy birthday. Uh, please hang out and let us no. know about this stupid story we're going to create. Um, but uh, please, everybody, uh, fill in the chats. Happy birthday, Sarah. If you're if you're watching this anytime, just fill in the chats. Happy birthday, Sarah. And, and I'll let her know uh, all the thousands of people that watch this and, and throw out birthday shout outs. So happy birthday, Sarah. Uh, and, and not to you, Khaleesi. Uh, you know who you are, you dirtbag. Uh <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> I don't I don't know who you're talking about. Well, he he knows who it is. Uh, okay. Anyway, so let, let's get on our show. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. Someone cool. <laughs> well, okay. Well, not yeah. Now everybody knows his first name, Dan Khaleesi, dirtbag. Whatever. I'm just kidding. I love you too. Um, not as much as Sarah though. Just so that that's on the record. <clears throat> okay. So, well, how we start our show is while we're people are getting in the chat, we like to throw out some uh, some weird media news or pop culture stuff that I find out throughout the week and text Dylan about, and he refuses to respond to me. So that's why I save it for Gotta our save live shows. For the air. Yeah. Yeah. You think it's story creation, but no, it's actually just text responses. Yeah. Um, but obviously, the one thing that's going on right now that that I I can't stop thinking about and talking about is WandaVision. So WandaVision, how do you feel? What's going on with the show? I'm liking it so far. Um, we got two episodes left. Yeah. Yeah. I'm into it. Uh, you know, I've had a crush on Catherine Hahn for a long time and this show just continues to reinforce that. So, yeah, you know, if she's um, watching Catherine, you can call me or don't. That's weird. But, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. She's not going to uh, call can, me. You can email us, I guess. Well, yeah. it seems more professional. Uh, anyway, so the things I want to talk about about WandaVision. One, Monica, <laughs> Monica I still Rambeau. Have that saved. Yeah, good. Uh, Monica Rambeau. Uh, so we watched her origin story last week. We watched her pretty much turn into Photon or Captain Marvel or whatever it is that they're going to use. Um, but it's a. Do, do you know much about her character in the comics? No, not much. Okay. So she is probably one of the most overpowered uh, uh, players in comics. She has the ability of turning into any energy. She has the ability of absorbing all energy. She has the ability of looking at something. So when you see her blue eyes on WandaVision, what that is, is it's her understanding the technology. So the way that her uh, powers work is <laughs> when she comes across anybody for the first time, she might get like, so say she's come across Agatha Harkness. Now she doesn't know Agatha's power setting yet, but once she gets attacked by it, she will understand it, comprehend it and be able to use it for her own. So she is like the human embodiment of the Black Panther suit. So she can absorb it, absorb it, absorb it, and then use it out. Also, she can alter light so that she can look invisible or be able to change her perception and look like anybody by just the way that her light moves. She is one of the coolest characters. And I'm very excited to see, A, her origin story, but B, how, what they're going to do with her in the future. So yeah. with, her, with her having to connect with the next big person in this show and knowing Paul Bettany has a character that he's still excited to work with, who do you think this is? Who do I think? Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm looking up uh, some. I'm. I heard the lead up. Please repeat the question. <laughs> <clears throat> who do you Who do you think the big character of the of the series? Is going oh, to be? oh. Well, so yeah, Paul Bettany's interview about it being someone he's always wanted to work with and someone he's looks up to. I don't know. How tall is Paul Bettany? I mean, how tall is Vision or how tall is Paul Bettany? Six foot three. So that kind of narrows it down. I think Cumberbatch is. Oh, no. Wow. He's taller than Benedict Cumberbatch. Huh. Yeah. Uh, I think I don't, I think I don't know who he can look up to realistically. Like, that's a, that's I think, a tall order. I, I think it's going to be Baron Moro. I think that that guy being an awesome British stage actor, somebody oh. Paul Bettany would would have come across. I think that Baron Mordo would be a very cool villain for the future. So and he having hasn't him shown a, up since the Doctor Strange stinger. That's yep, a good. Where, that's a good point. Where his final statement was, "There's too many sorcerers." So yeah, it, it makes it okay. So huh. moving past that, uh, the thing I want to talk about next is uh, Billy and Tommy. Uh, yes, the the, the twins mm -hmm. now. I, I wonder if anyone else picked up on how important this is uh, to the MCU or to what's going on. Because as we know, uh, Wanda is a mutate because she got her powers after birth. 
a mutant is somebody that is born with powers. So what we just watched in WandaVision was the birth of the first mutants in this MCU. Do you think this is a way using Wanda's powers, either the hex or anything else, that this is a fast way to get the X-Men into the universe? I wouldn't be surprised if the hex is, but I honestly, I hope that her kids aren't real. That's part of the tragedy of the of the whole story for her is that she creates this entire universe where she can have a family. Turns out she doesn't, and I hope they I, that 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 stings, and I hope they keep it. It's a really good character. Yeah, yeah it is amazing, and it's something that, she, that uh, Elizabeth Olsen said years ago during the press of Age of Ultron. She was like, "There's no way they'll do House of M," and she's super into that storyline even before they started this. So that's cool. Uh, okay, so let's move past that and let's get on to what our show is. Zach, um, quick question. Oh, sure. Uh, news broke uh, the other day that Tom Holland had an, a horrific audition for Star Wars in the role of Finn. How do you feel that would have played out? Tom Holland is Finn? Uh, yes. I feel that he is a good actor, but I love Finn as a character as is. Finn, to me, was the most riveting part of Force Awakens. It is it, That is the one character that really sucked me into the fast. Like, mm -hmm. okay, I'm into this world. I'm in this universe. I love this movie. Uh, I think that if it was Tom Holland, it would have washed over me more and not been as impactful for some reason. I don't find as much of a presence uh, to Tom Holland as there is John Boyega. For some reason, John Boyega has a lot more electricity just around him. When you look at him in anything, you're like, yeah, yeah, that guy's cool. Uh, Tom Holland is the perfect cast for certain things, but yeah, he has yet to really hit anything. Cool. I yeah. found that news article and I'm like, huh, I'm curious what Zach would think about that. Yeah. So I reversed yeah, the roles this week. You should have texted me, but thanks for that quick question. Yeah, no problem. I wanted <laughs> uh, to be surprised. Yeah, thanks. If you want to see w more weird, quick questions, you can follow us on Twitter at Some Nobodies, where I throw them out to celebrities pretty much on the daily. Uh, okay, so let's get into the next part of the show. And what we do here is, once again, like I mentioned, uh, Dylan does not respond to a lot of my text messages. I sent him idea after idea after idea after idea uh, throughout the week. And we chose this show to be the one that he chooses one of those text messages. And we're going to just work it out with yeah. your help. So... <laughs> Uh, Dylan, if you would please read a message of a story you want to work on. So I went back pretty far in our just text history, and I found one that had captured my initial attention I wrote down a while ago. Uh, time capsule. Guy goes to where his high school buried a time capsule 25 years ago to get the now priceless action figure prototype he put in there. After he gets it, he notices time hasn't passed inside the capsule. Batteries are fresh, things are in mint condition, etc. And he tries to use it to his advantage. So, uh, yeah. yeah, the idea of... Specifically, I, I think it's more the... I think what appealed to me was the realization that the time capsule, or at least the area around it, slows or completely halts time or entropy, if we want to go really high concept with it. Um, and I was just thinking of like ways that we could turn that into something yes our mug from the funny sci-fi podcast <laughs> so, sorry i was having one of those weird hard you ever like drink water and have that hard swallow where like things get stuck here and you're like yeah that? Uh, i was going to like mention uh red shirts widows and orphans uh red shirts widows and orphans fund <laughs> yeah yeah. Quick shout to them. Thank you guys very oh, much. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, awesome to be on your future show. Very good time. I don't know if it's. I don't know if that episode's dropped yet, but tune in later. That's All what right. I'm yeah. We were we, we're going to have a good time on that show. Yeah. Time anomaly. Yeah. I love it. Right on. We're on board already. Cool. So anomaly. I was trying to think of a what the kind of reasoning could be if we need one. I don't think we like actually need a really strict reason why things are happening to slow time in this area. I think it's... I think it would be fun if we made it a property of the location. So there's this weird spot in, like, the Pine Barrens in Jersey. Oh, nice. Why Love not? Place. Uh, I mean, you're from the East Coast. I Let's appeal to that. Uh, the Pine Barrens are this weird kind of, like, desolate pine forest where the Jersey devil hangs out. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. And it feels like an appropriate place to 
have someone go. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Hey, uh, it feels like an appropriate place to have a group of like high school kids go bury a time capsule, especially 25 years ago. Um, so I'm going to change. Oh, wait, that's the wrong one. I clicked the wrong banner. <laughs> it's applicable. <laughs> oh, man. We're all over I'm gonna put Dylan. I'm gonna put Dylan's phone over the in the show notes. Please. I'm all Everyone, over the place when, today. Whenever that, whenever that flashes, please just text Dylan. You saw it again. Uh, <laughs> um. <laughs> okay, so obviously there's gonna be a person who. Uh, so for this to work, there needs to be a person that goes back to their time capsule and realizes it for some reason. And yeah. I think that it probably <laughs> that makes you reaction. Email, you can email me. I don't care about that. Yeah, that's true. Um. So there needs to be a person that, for some reason, probably by themselves, digs up their time capsule. Uh, something I would have done as a teenager. We used to hmm. tell ghost stories in the Pine Barrens. Yeah, true. Yeah. Oh, it's two R's. Two R's in Pine Barrens? Uh, yes, but it's an E at the end. That's what I have. You probably can't see it there. No. Uh, <laughs> no, we don't need it. It's fine. No? It's, okay. it's, behind, it's, fine. it's behind where my head is. It, it's spelled absolutely it's, correctly. I believe you. Um, so... I'm imagining we – I'm seeing this as a – I think it's either a movie or just an hour-long kind of like – I don't. you wouldn't call it a feature, but I guess it's kind of like a short film, like an hour-long 45-minute thing. Um, so like similar, a, like a made-for-TV like made movie? Sure, why not? Why not? Oh, sure, yeah. we haven't done that. Um, and I'm imagining the opening, like, five minutes is a – we could – hey, it's a bunch of kids on a class trip in high school. They're telling ghost stories in the Pine Barrens. And their cool teacher is like, hey, we talked about doing a time capsule. I hope everybody brought something that I told you to bring. They do the time capsule thing, and they find uh, a, a an appropriately weird-looking rock that they can find later. And they're like, all right, this is – you know, we're going to bury it here. We're going to come back in however long, and we're going to dig it up. They do. We cut. Um I think you're right in that we need a reason as to why they go to the ghost of Lucille Ball. That could be the ghost story they're telling. The ghost of Lucille Ball? They're telling the ghost story about Lucille Ball. Yeah. Wait, 20 some years ago? She was, was she, yeah, she was alive. Well, we'll start with them telling a ghost story about Lucille Ball, and one of the kids is like, "You know, she's still alive, right? Just because the show's not being made anymore doesn't mean she's dead." Just a little God, bit of funny. comedy, yeah. So um, I think I think that this thing is the kind of thing where, because uh, in in my middle school we did a time capsule where they're like, and then in twenty five years we're gonna dig this up and see what how the future's changed or something stupid. So let's say that like let's use the same kind of idea that these kids in like a science class are putting a time capsule and in 25 years or whatever. Uh, okay. So that's 90. So that's like 30 some years ago. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. So that works. Um, oh wow. That long ago. Yeah. Well, Scott, Scott had been doing comedy at that time for about five to seven years. So uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> so we're going to say that um, let's say that they, the kid put something that's, that is going to be very, worth a lot of money in the future magic uh, and the ma magic <laughs> dude if there's a black lotus in there that's a lot of money i i, I mean, meant that mostly as a as a running joke but when, those are worth those are worth cash yeah when day. did matt when did the first black uh lotus card pr it's, printed it's in alpha so it's like 91 i mean that could still work though could still work let's say this is in 1992 Right. And uh, the kid puts this black Lotus card in there and he's bullied because kids find Magic the Gathering funny. Um, hold on a second. Hey, read that aloud. What if the time capsule is also a portal to a different point in time? Things don't age, but things can be passed between decades through the capsule. I, I, I like that. OK, so okay. I like I that. Have, I, have as... a, I have a question about that, though. So if, if there's a spot in time. That whenever you go to it, you can go back to it. Does that spot also go through time? Like, say that you can go back to 1985, but in one year, would that mean that you can only go back to 1986? Because that portal has to be on a linear trajectory as well. 
So you, it, it only takes you 20 years into the relative past, or it takes you to a specific point in time. Yeah, I guess that's what I was asking. It's open, open all to time. all time. I so I like the I, I like this being like a second half revelation when he starts trying to take advantage of it, or it's like okay, not only does time it's not that time doesn't pass, it's that when you bury um that seems so, like a, go for it. What okay, so if there's like uh, the time capsule goes into like uh they, they bury a hole and the time capsule like falls down into a cave or something that would send you back in time. So I'm gonna use some D D terminology here. It's a pocket okay. dimension where it's a space where the entrance is fixed, but the time inside moves independently or is just frozen entirely. Okay, all we have to do is set the rules for this. Uh, okay, if, look, if she's in, I'm in. So okay, let's do that. Cool. All right, cool. So it's it's a it, you in the specific area in the Pine Barrens. There's like a maybe there's like a hole in the rock or something. They put it in and then they cover that up, and it turns out that hole in the rock leads to a pocket dimension where time does not advance. <laughs> okay, that Love also it. allows this hole in the rock to be kind of there so long as that rock is there and i mean you know as far as i know rocks last forever so all right i'm into that right so what what is now is the space finite inside of this rock i think so i i i think inter interdimensional postcards well they don't always get where they're supposed to be sarah we found out about that before I'm just kidding. Sarah sent me a postcard uh, probably two years ago, and I haven't got it yet, so I'm, I'm oh. looking forward to it. Uh. <laughs> oh, I like the idea that this is either a small area, or once you get through the opening, then it has a huge amount of space inside, and maybe there could be a comedy bit where the first person goes inside it, and they find a whole bunch of just like, like acorns that squirrels have been hiding in there, or like arrowheads, or gold coins from whoever uh, who landed in jersey at first the the british oh it was the devil like yeah the, satan is probably responsible for jersey De devil devil first and then uh probably okay. uh spaniards all right that's fair. they have similar <laughs> facial hair stylings so <laughs> that's, that's um true. yeah <laughs> okay so they put this time capsule inside of something in 1992 that falls into uh, a bit of a pocket dimension, right? Yeah. And they don't know that. Nobody knows that. They're going to dig this thing up in about 25 years, which would make this now what? Uh, mm -hmm. 2027, 2017? Is that what we're, we're going with? Um, what year are we going with the starting? 89? 92. 92. Yeah. So 2016. Oh, 20 what a good time. Dude. Depending Obama. on 20, depending <laughs> on which depending on which half of 2016 you're talking about, I'm um, in the earlier half. Things were great oh, yeah. then. Things were fine. Be better, uh, better, better. Uh, okay, so uh, so 1992, kids put a yeah. bunch of stuff in there, include, including a Black Lotus first edition card that he gets bullied to, uh, that they get bullied bullied to put into it. I don't yeah. know who these characters are yet. Uh, and then for some reason, 24 years later in 2016, there is a Magic the Gathering surge. And everyone's playing. That card comes out that it's thousands of dollars. What's up? No, I, I, <laughs> the Black Lotus, I think, is an example. I think we should make it some sort of, I, I like where you're going, but I think we should make it like, uh, uh, pad, some sort of other equivalent fake thing. You know what I mean? I don't know if we want to okay. use a Black Lotus specifically, but I was thinking, okay, the reason they dig it up a little early. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's a Macho Man Randy Savage pog. I don't know if he's been ninety-two or not. I'll tell you real fast: the best pog I ever had in my entire life, and I had this in nineteen ninety-two. <laughs> I had a uh, a metal. Uh, it was in the shape of a buzzsaw, so it had edges all around the around it. It was an OJ Simpson in the Slammer Slammer, and it was a just a metal slammer, and it just had a picture of OJ like behind bars. And I'm like, this thing is so cool. So maybe we could use that, however. Uh, <laughs> I'm having too much fun with <laughs> I know. Anyway. 
I'm glad you're. You're right. There are worse. There are worse things to be dated for. Um, but yeah, they put something valuable in there. Something kind of valuable, yeah. uh, pop culturey. Yep. And so we, um, we flash forward to the year before they're going to dig it back up because this person wants money. Either that, or I, or I figured maybe um, the professor, the teacher died, and so they're doing it early as like, well, we waited, and he died, so we're just gonna surface make it a little more sympathetic you're trying to well i was thinking of a dirt bag um oh, but God. maybe a sympathetic oh. group because i was thinking that if whatever that thing that's very valuable is in there yeah it's valuable but b it technically hasn't aged at all so no. it is the most pristine version of that thing ever which would make him them want to get it but i do like the idea of like maybe a group Okay, so yeah, let's do this. So on, on like 23 or 24 years after they do this time capsule, uh, what? We could combine the two. This guy's a dirtbag well, and he goes and like, they're like, they get a group text message and it's like, hey, we got to go dig up this time capsule. Profe uh, you know, Mr. Campbell died and it's like, oh, and then the guy, we see the guy and he's looking on his phone and it's like, Black Lo you know, uh, Blackest Lotus sells for five hundred ten thousand dollars and he's like so he goes ahead of them and digs it up early well or or i mean there's something to be said about what you were going down to begin with which was the their their favorite teacher dies um them getting the the notification of the teacher dying has the group of x kids obviously back together and then that's what sparks their memory like wait i put the blackest night card in there and Wait, would you call it the blackest lotus? Why is that blackest better than lotus. black lotus? I I <laughs> don't have anything better to call it. Well, that's dumb. Anyway, uh, so and he's like, "Remember we put that in there?" And the one guy's like, "Yeah, I also put my one copy of ET for Atari in there." And then the the one girl's like, "Yeah, and I put my copy of whatever comic book she reads." Um, and then they're like, "You know, we should just go get that back." So yeah. that's that's the that's the start cool. of it. Um, all right, cool. So let's do that. So it's twenty four point so, nine years later. Yeah, we'll do the two whatever the two squiggly lines is called. Two squiggly lines. Oh, the little tilde. Years. That's a tilde. I think so. I thought that was the actor in Snowpiercer. Uh, no, that's yeah. I don't have anything. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. I, I'm in the middle of taking notes. No, oh, whatever. You're you're making anyway. another banner. <laughs> no, I'm actually not. Okay, so we're in 2016, and these kids find out that their favorite teacher uh, from middle school or high school, whatever, has passed, and that sparks the memory. And I'm going to draw a light bulb here because uh, that's how memory looks to people that are creative, and <laughs> uh, that sparks that. So now they're going to go dig this back up, and that's when they find out that nothing in this has changed. And I think what we do, I think um... – one of the like everybody's like I put my I put my favorite comic book I put my favorite playing card I put my favorite action figure and one kid is like, man I just put my hot dog in there like something something kind of goofy where it's like oh man that's you know you're all gonna get your valuable stuff back I put food in there and then they open it up and the, the kid it's like a hot dog that's still warm from the fire and that's how they first get the impression that it's uh... like something weird is going on with this. Yeah. Well. Okay. So that's way more obvious than I was thinking. I was thinking they take that, whatever that thing is that's very valuable to go pawn it. And this person's like, obviously this is a reproduction. And they're like, no, this thing is from 19, whatever. Look at the okay. date. He goes, he's like, no, this is a reproduction. This thing was made literally six months ago. I have a carbon tester in my pawn shop. What do they, what do I test things? With? Is there like a, you know, when you get like the jeweler loops, they have a yeah. jeweler loop for, yeah. uh, Fake art, um, a jeweler loop, <laughs> a telescope, a very small telescope. Do you know what a jeweler loop is? It's the yeah, it's yeah. that it's the little kaleidoscope that makes things bigger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean the se the second part is a hundred percent right. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, okay, so how do okay? Which one do you like? Which which one of these <sighs> options do you like more? I think it depends on how we want to characterize these people. Like, I think let's go with the hot dog. That's funnier. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And also, if we're doing this to not be like a, a feature length thing, I think we just kind of hit the notes. Like we don't we don't try and preserve the mystery. We're like, 
right on. These guys found a place where things don't age. What are they going to do yeah. with it? Like we get the mystery out of the way, it? and then we go into the capitalization. Um. So I put my s'more, get- man. I put my s'more in there, and then it's like, oh sweet, <laughs> wow. I, uh, I, I, I like the hot or something. Hot dog. Hot dog. Cool. Yeah. So they dig it up, and it's all pristine. Um, they, what's the first thing they do then? Do they sell their stuff or are they more taken with the fact that this is happening? No, I think they sell their stuff first. Um, but there has to be some sort of intrigue, like what, what they're doing. and, And so maybe they think that, maybe they think that it does something like, uh, maybe they think that it cooks food or maybe they think that um, it goes back in time. Because at some point, what if someone from a different time puts extra stuff in there? Hmm. Hmm. It, it's it's not only their time capsule, but there's also like a bunch of Spanish galleons or something like gold coins. Not the ship. Um, and okay, here, here here's a question for you. <laughs> Say you have this pocket dimension. And you put a hot dog in there where if you were to go back into it in tw- uh, 25 years later, the hot dog's still warm. But in that middle time, somebody opens it up and puts something else in there. Now, would that hot dog be from that time or from the original time? I think from the original time, I do like this recommendation. There's a bite taken out of the hot dog. Oh, so, okay, cool. There we go. I like that. I What if... What if part of it is like they they do a bunch of tests on it and then <laughs> one of the test items comes out changed? Okay, so they start testing things to see what this thing does. Yeah. Okay, um, I like that. That's cool. They, so they start testing the hole in the rock and see if things age. Um, everything seems pristine, but then they put food in and they realize it connects them to, it, it's just a shared, it's just a timeless cubby hole effectively. Okay. So technically, if you put something in there, then it has always been there in this rock. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Until someone takes it out uh, so across any put- amount of time. If you put something in there in 1992 and then somebody takes it out in the 1600s. Yes. Okay. Cause that's a pretty interesting uh, concept there. Yeah. Okay. So what, how are we going to do this? So we, we test things. Well, I guess. Okay. So if this thing is, is throughout time, they're going to come back the next day to test it. And there's something else in there. Yeah. Right, because throughout time, somebody's going to be throwing and taking stuff out of there constantly. So now, once they go back to test it, there's a, something new in there. Right? Yeah, I think so. And now this is messing with time travel logic pretty badly, which I don't care about. We're not. This yeah. isn't. This isn't a serious drama about time travel and its effect on people's relationships. This is a goofy thing about people trying to capitalize on a time pocket. Uh, <laughs> teacher could know about it. Though, I don't know why the teacher wouldn't share it when they were all camping nearby. You know what I mean? No. Like, if, if, if they're all out in the Pine Barrens with the teacher, and the teacher's like, let's put a time capsule in here. I don't see why the teacher wouldn't just reveal the secret then, as opposed to wait 25 years. Unless... Maybe, maybe this teacher's devious, and he gets people to put valuable things in there that he knows is going to be worth money. I lost that sentence as I was as I started it. <laughs> that that I think I, I I like it. I feel like we're starting to spread our ideas as to where this is going. Wait, where's we this going? To, well, that's the thing. I think we're I think we all have I think we have a bunch of ideas, and I think we might need to start narrowing some of these down. Right. If only because like unless you just want to spit stuff at the wall and see what sticks for a while. Well, let, let's let's go down a path of uh, what what would the final thing be in this scenario? What what are you, we trying to get to? So, I, I, so I, go maybe we 
maybe we get to the kids doing one of those things where they think it's valuable and they start killing each other off until there's one left. That person goes into the time capsule because they're crazy and they turn into the teacher that told them about all this to begin with. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm only, I'm only smirking because I'm currently in the third season of the 12 monkeys series from sci-fi. I haven't watched that yet. It, it goes off the rails in a very beautiful way in the third season. Oh. Okay, so he doesn't need to be... They don't need to be the teacher at the end, but I think that it should end with them going into the tunnel to, just yeah. to see. That's that's our end. That does feel like a logical question. Is like, now if we put a living thing in here, can it crawl out in any of these different times? Well, I don't... I, so here's my problem with that, is if you put... Say you put a human in there, and time stops... Oh, Bye, Sarah. Happy birthday. Sarah, I love you. Happy birthday, Sarah. Have a great rest of your day, girl. I love you. I'll talk to you later. Um, so if you put something live in there and there, there's no time, like they just say time stops, that, that means that those cells would never regenerate or die off. So that thing technically could not live, but it would not age. Okay. Sure. Okay. Like, because it's body is there oxygen in there i would assume if it's open oxygen can flow in and out i don't know this is a pretty big paradox that we would need to figure out i wish red flanagan was here to help with, with this a little bit uh, he um, said he was gonna be here that's all right no that's okay that's fine let's just work this out okay so we know that we're gonna get yeah. to one of these kids who is no longer a kid they are now 40 years old uh, so yeah. one of these 40-year-olds walks into, crawls into this rock hole. Wait, what are we calling this? Rock and hole? I don't think we need to worry about titles yet. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Rock okay, and hole? So, <laughs> not rocking, like rock and hole. <laughs> yes, rock no. and roll. If this was more musical, I'd be, I'd be more willing, I'd be more open to that. Well, we haven't got this middle section. There's plenty of room That's for That's true. A song. There's plenty of room for a <laughs> musical number. Um, okay, so let's get this going. So they put food in. It comes out with a bite in it. They're like, Zach, you're starting stuff again. I honestly didn't think he ever watched the show, so I wasn't. I wasn't prepared for this moment. I'm gonna sip on some water. Cool. I will fill the air. Um. So. <laughs> they are they find out that something is linked here how do they test this how do they how do they test out that it's a different time do they send like, like I said, do they send a drone so they, in like with a camera oh hmm. no no okay. um well i but where would that go it would it, it can't go anywhere until somebody True. else opens it uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I was your biggest fan I didn't know that. I've, I don't think we've had any suggestions from this person. Before. I've never seen I'm this just, guy in, my, in our chat before in my I'm life. I'm just kidding. Dan Khaleesi, I love you. Uh, any, uh, <laughs> as much as Sarah, any day but today. Today, this is Sarah's day. Uh, but I do love you, Dan Khaleesi. Uh, uh, hey, Dylan, remember when you used to come over my house and we would watch a lot of uh, cool movies on Plex? Yes. Okay, oh, this so uh, this, is the, this is the guy that cut off my, my account to this, so... <laughs> He's like, you know what? Zach, Zach can't watch movies anymore. Okay, cool. Let's, let's hop back in here. Okay, yeah. so I think that once they go back to test this thing, if there's something else in there, that would let them know either A, that somebody came after them and put it in there, or that it is a time thing. So if that thing is a futuristic thing, that would let them know, hey, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? I'm assuming this isn't technology. This is just no. a weird anomaly. I think Sarah was right when she said this is a weird time anomaly. I yeah, like yeah. that. That's fine. That's easy. Um, yeah, I wrote that down. I, I don't know if we need to have them explore. I really like the idea of them trying to capitalize on this, where they're like, yeah, guys, okay, this is so, anti-aging right here. It's like, we should open a spa. <laughs> so what, okay, is that what you would do if you found a pocket dimension where things never aged? You would no. try to open a spa? No. What, what, are some what are some things you would do? How would you make money off that? I don't know if I would try to make money off it 
I've seen enough science what? fiction where I know that's a bad idea. I think that maybe is okay. Is there anything in the food industry since food can't go bad? Oh, you can keep your avocados ripe. Uh, just except, stuff a ripe except, avocado say, in there, and you're good for whatever they, you want. Yes. Yeah, say they have like a food truck that is beside this hole, wherever this thing is, and they start getting really good Yelp reviews because their food is phenomenally fresh. Despite the fact that they're parked their truck in the middle of the Pine Barrens. Nobody they, knows. They start a campground based around this like restaurant. Yeah. Sure, let's do it. We're right. going on a restaurant cool. show later this week, aren't we? We're doing oh, something yeah, like true. that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, so if the food, if, that's funny because if the food goes in and comes out with a bite in it, they have to think of ways to stop it from being eaten by people in the yeah. past. So they put notes yeah. in it. They they write notes. They put like a mouse trap in there or something. Yeah. Um, so a lot of shenanigans can ensue because, say, uh, anybody from the past or future finds out about this and they are hungry or whatever, yeah. uh, they're going to know this is a supply of food. So now we got to start putting booby traps into this hole and making sure that uh, stuff can be safe. And maybe they start putting lockers in there. And then it's a time locker. How big? Is, time locker sounds like a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. Yeah, you said that like it's a bad thing. And I, no, it's and not I, a bad thing at all. I'll um, you for that. How, what, what size do we want this to be? The space and the entrance? Like, I mean, big, big enough for a human to get into, but small enough that a human would not want to be in it. Okay. Cool. Um, I say that things last inside it. Uh, they're universally inside it until someone removes it. But people yeah. can only exit based on their natural time flow. So you can't use it to keep people ageless. You know what I mean? But can you use it to keep food ageless? I I say so because so my. The, the lovely thing about doing soft science fiction like this, where the rules are not capable in a modern in based on our modern understanding of physics and science is that we can kind of just treat it like magic and we can sidestep a lot of that stuff where we can say anything biological has its own internal progression and is not affected by this. Your body's going to continue to age because your body is still there, but food I mean, and inanimate can... objects don't. Yeah, we could, we could easily do a thing where at, at some point in this middle part, uh, one of the characters is like, well, what happens if a human goes in here? Yeah. Or an, or an animal, probably a human. And they go in there and they start suffocating right away because they just can't breathe. So they know that nothing live can be in there. Yeah. Even though it doesn't age, air doesn't age, carbon dioxide doesn't age, human cells don't age, that yeah. causes you to die quickly. So yeah. let, let's, let's just do that. That way we can cut cool. that whole Perfect. life in there thing. We address right. the question so we and big... we move past it. Yep. So yep. we got a we got a food truck now where people are putting time food in this hole in the rock, and they're starting to get some pretty rave reviews because of this. They they it's this is supposed to be like 2016-ish, right? When we start this, 2017. So they yeah. can do it as like no, we do it as one of those like weird gorilla food trucks where it's like we post an obscure picture of our location. And then it makes yeah. sense why we're yeah that sort of thing. They so they start decide to start a gorilla food truck. Um, gorillas in the mist. Um, no, all right. Uh, <laughs> what what what's what's the what's the mist part? I don't know. Uh, a reference to it being obscure and hard to find. No, I'm just throwing stuff out there. It's fine. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um. So they start a food truck, and then I'm assuming people start coming to call to find out what's going on. Yeah. Um, they have to they have to like foil the authorities. They have to foil like the the Food and Drug Administration, um, and whatever the Trenton Department of Sanitation. Because they're in they're in Jersey, right? So I don't know. Oh yeah. Trenton is the only town I can think of in Jersey. Um. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's that's definitely a town in Jersey, yeah. Uh, uh, let's see, Manhattan. No, no? okay. <laughs> Jersey, Jersey wishes. Uh, <laughs> you're looking for just a town, Cherry Hill. Um, sure. All right. I don't know. Uh, 
wherever is near the Pine Barrens, it doesn't have to be a real place. It just needs well, they they need a foil so that they can have their shenanigans to try and hide this time pocket from people. Well, Stockton College is in the middle of the Pine Barrens. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Son. Cool. Um, <laughs> it's a hippie college. Even better, they'll they'll sell like they'll make their own kombucha. Yeah, they last forever. But, nope, they have to make the kombucha outside of the time pocket <laughs> because the bacteria inside the time pocket doesn't advance or anything. <laughs> yeah. Ferment. So they're like, no, we have a very limited menu for a sp- very specific reason. What is that reason? Uh, it's it's got to be very fresh. It's like it's like any it's like a burger restaurant. We do burger, shakes, and fries. Anything else is not worth the time. Like yeah, yeah, cool. <laughs> um, okay, so what what's the, what's the foil here to what what starts things going bad? Do we want to have a an overzealous like food uh, some sort of like yeah like a food uh, podcaster food pos- food reviewer yeah yeah how do you get your shipments out here? We drive into town. Uh, how often? Uh, yeah, uh, we just yeah. do shenanigans. It's only like a forty-five minute like short film. Yeah, cool, like that. Yeah. Um. So there's a food reviewer, and uh, they're a they're a little too investigative. Yeah. Investigative. Inquisitive. Right. Inquisitive. Love it. And uh, they swerve their podcast into uh, a true crime because they don't understand how this pe- how these people are doing this. Uh, um, they can't. Wait, how are they doing it though? What do you mean? Well, like when do they put the food in the time cave instead of using a fridge? They do or like a, a freezer. Bill and Ted, they do they a do Bill and Ted thing where it's like. I gotta remember to put food in that fridge later. <laughs> yeah, why not? And every once in a while, they have to like change the mouse traps or something like that. Or maybe wait. So they they get technically <clears throat> use the sales they have of a day to go buy the food to put in there at nighttime that they can use for the day before. Well, that's not bad. Yeah, that's crazy. They they screw with time. In that way, yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, they have a very we have very specific logging standards so that we don't get this confusion happening again. What do you mean? We had grilled cheese on the menu, and all we had was spaghetti and meatballs. <laughs> it was John's day off, he didn't have time to change the sign, so we were selling spaghetti and meatballs for the cost of a grilled cheese, and that's a huge loss, Mart. Like, Marty, like, and they start getting at each other's throats about it. Because they're confusing their time logs or something like that. And we dive into yeah. just how mundane it is to run this weird time, external time restaurant. Yeah. And then we get down to like the reviews that, <laughs> like, each employee has to have like their reviews about when they're using the time fridge properly. Yeah. And <laughs> all right, that's cool. So run me through this story real quick okay. as what we have so far. So we have a group of high schoolers in the Jersey Pine Barrens. They're on a camping trip in 1992. Uh, their teacher uh, has them put a bunch of valuable s- or interesting stuff in a time capsule in a hole in the rock, and they vow to open it in 25 years. Um, it falls into a pocket dimension where time doesn't advance. They don't know that yet. We don't know that yet. We skip 24 and a half years later. We get a notification that the teacher died, and they're like, hey, it was almost about time to dig up that time capsule. Let's do it right now. So they go in. Um, they pull out all their stuff. Turns out everything's in mint condition. The kid who put a hot dog in there is like, hey, my hot dog's still in here. Takes a bite. It's still hot. It's perfect. Um, they start testing it to see like what this hole in the rock does. Um, do we want to do the part where the food comes out with a bite in it, or do we not want to have... I, I figure we're kind of moving I, I, away yeah, from let's, that. Let's, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we can cut that um, out. So it turns out that this is a time pocket where... Anybody at any point in time can put something in there, and so long as it remains in there, it can be removed by someone else who has access to the entrance. Um, one of them is like a you know, they're going to culinary school or something, and they're like, "This thing is like a freezer in time." And it's like they try putting a person in there, doesn't work out. Uh, they decide to start a food truck because uh, the college nearby, whatever college you said that is, um, uh, Stock- Stockton. 
Stockton. Um, what a cumbersome name. Um, but uh, they um decide to start a food truck out there because they have a really esoteric way of thinking about the world and what to do with it. Yeah. Um, they have to foil authorities from uh, Cherry Hill. They have to foil people from the Food and Drug Administration. There's a food podcaster who starts doing a weird, like, podcast about this strange pop-up that appeared in the Pine Barrens one day. Everybody seems normal, but are they? And then, um, we get a bunch of shenanigans about this, you know, time logs, and the business starts to tear these friends apart. Um, and then what? I would assume that Go for it. Go ahead. No, what go you, ahead. What are you assuming? I was going to say that I assume that this podcaster kind of comes back and starts asking too many questions, and one of the people probably murders them. They shove them in the time locker? Yep. And then the next day or something, they're not there. Yeah. Um... <laughs> what if... Tur- turns out the podcaster was the meat that the podcaster reviewed because they had to eat. <laughs> I don't know. Whenever we start doing time travel, it's like, wait a minute. What if this person, wait, 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 wait. It's time travel. That's natural for the genre. <laughs> okay. Um, then they're going to eat, then they're going to eat themselves. Fake cannibalism. Auto cannibalism. Auto cannibalism. Um, so the podcaster had a bad burger or something. Um, yeah. The podcaster had a bad meal, mm-hmm. but it turns out that meal wasn't ever on the menu. The guy on duty just used whatever he found in the time locker. Yeah. And, and it just so like, happened that... Well, I, I like the idea that they, they get that first bad review, and it's like, well, what day did he come... What, what did he eat? He came on, like, Tuesday, right? Isn't that... Uh, isn't that uh, flatbread day? It's like... It, we didn't have flatbread in the cool. Like I, I was late. I'm sorry. It's like you have no excuse to be late. I was late, so I just made I made chili. I made chili with the meat that we had in the time locker. What meat did we have in the time locker? I mean, chili day is on Saturday, so presumably chili meat. And then it turns <laughs> out nobody questions it because they don't have. These are a bunch of like just fresh out of college kids or thirty you know, somethings. Well, they're 40. Yeah. Well, it's, if they're in high school, they're 15 in high school, 25 years later. Oh, yeah, that would be 40. Um, yeah. But I'm assuming they're not keeping, they're not trained restaurateurs. I'm assuming they True. are not keeping strict logs on who put what where. So it's like, did someone put chili meat in the, in the time locker? Someone probably did. And then it turns out. Somebody will have. Uh, yeah. But like, so they probably, they could have like, killed the podcaster person and cut them up and threw them in there knowing that it would be used. They go, Oh wait. So I guess this was the, you know, cause if it's time travel, then at some point you're like, wait, was this the meat that they ate? And then they yeah. grind it up and throw it in there knowing that that's the meat that the podcaster has to eat. I either like that or <laughs> no, I, I, I do. I had this idea. I had this, flash of insight where it's just like one day it stops working completely just out of nowhere it's like they go into reach and they like stub their finger on like the back of the hole they're like wait and then they try to run like uh they're they're like well we could always try we could always try running like a normal hello jason jason taylor a normal food truck and they're like eh We've got all this disposable <laughs> income from that stuff we sold. Yeah. You guys just want to... I say bail. You say bail? I say bail. I vote bail. I say, yeah, all right. And then it's just like, we never know what happened that summer where we ran the Time Locker food truck. Yeah, no, I that's love that. Got, I think nothing, pro- nothing profound. We just will never know what happened. Cool, yeah. I'm, I, wait, are, I, we getting, are we getting rid of the, of the food critic that eats himself? I... We could do we. I, I'm kind of I'm into keeping the auto cannibalism, but I think it needs to be a little more concrete, a little more, a little tighter. 
as far as like how that gets set up. I'm cool with it. Uh, I think I mapped it out pretty well. I think you, I think you did. I'm being on. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. You always, uh, you always think out your cannibalism justifications. I'll say that you always have a justification on hand for why you resort to that. That's true. If you if you ever want to eat yourself, come to me and I'll give you rational reasons why you should. Uh, <laughs> okay, so we have this uh, this cool little food truck fiasco going on here. And uh, because of rave reviews and a food critic and them eating a bad steak sandwich uh, that they were the only ones that were allowed to eat for some reason. It was, uh, uh, it was like, you know, I'm, I'd love to schedule a review. It's like, yeah, sure. And it's like, they're about to set up or they're closing. And it's like, wait, nobody told me you were coming. It's like, I'm on the schedule. And it's like, we don't, uh, we don't keep a schedule. Marty, like so, someone's notoriously bad at keeping a timetable. And it's like, who booked you? Uh, guy, Martin? And, go, and they just like turn around and they're fuming. And they're like, all right. And they just reach in and grab whatever's there. And it's like a, it, it's just a slab of meat. And they're like, pork? I got doing pork chop sandwiches. Flip, you know, meat. They give it to him. He's like, this is yeah. This is this is good. Not very, you know. The surroundings are um, unique. It's like, yep, that's why we're here. Where do you uh, where do you store your ingredients? Fridge cooler in the back. Can I see it? No. <laughs> he writes something down in his notebook and like looks up at him, and then leaves. It's like. Mm -hmm. And the guy on Marty, like Marty's the guy who had the hot dog. I'm deciding that okay. <laughs> he's probably played hot by dog. like I don't know, Giovanni Rabisi. Sure, yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, and then things proceed there, and they Marty winds up killing the food critic when he comes by and puts him in the time locker. And does he ever come clean about that? No. Yeah, okay. No. I'm cool with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so we got like one minute. Do you yeah. do you wanna work on a do you wanna work on a name for this thing? Ah. Uh, we mean, have like a time fridge. Well we, we do we, we use the word time a little bit too often, so maybe not that. Uh maybe hot pocket dimension. Sounds awful. <laughs> the hot pocket. Fair. I never. Not as a not as a title. It sounds like a good title. But when if someone asked me like, "Hey man, you ever been to the hot pocket dimension?" I'd be like, "No, thank you." It's blisteringly hot on towards the edges and towards the inside. It's just cold. But it's comfy though. Like a nice pocket should be. I guess. Um, <laughs> pocket bites. <laughs> Pocket bites? No, that, that could be the name nah. of the food truck. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, I'm into that. Something about like maybe deep freeze, because it's like deep. cooler. No. Freeze. What's that got to do with time? Nothing, but you know, it's it, it, time is frozen inside this time inside this time locker. Um. Ah, yeah. we'll figure that out. Figure anyway. Out. Yeah, trust me, we're gonna come up with some weird name. And if you look at this video later on, most likely I'm gonna have a very stupid picture of me and Dylan as a fish, and one of us is bringing up this topic. Time freeze. Do we like that? Feels a little on the nose, but it's better than anything else we came up with. Wait, what did I say? Oh, time locker. <laughs> that wasn't good. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> folks. Thank you so much for watching. We really appreciate any attention that we get. We are starved for it. Please give us some more attention. If you want to see or hear or read or anything else that Some Nobodies does, you can just go to our website, which is right up here, somenobodies.com. Also, Dylan put it at the very bottom under some of our weird logos here. 
Also, if you want to help us and you want to uh, push our buttons a little bit and make us and force us into making some more stuff, you can always go to patreon.com backslash some nobodies and you can help us out and fund some of our stuff. We're working on a movie right now. We are currently in production of a movie. We can say that officially now. Yeah. Uh, you can check, you can, right? Uh, you can check that out on IBM uh, or uh, IMDb if you want to find us <laughs> on there. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, but there's some people that we do need to thank for their awesome support and all their continued help. Uh, Sarah Tkachuk, uh, obviously, it's her birthday today. Everyone, please, uh, if you know Sarah, just give her a hug. Give her a virtual hug. Give her a card. Give her a text message that just says the word hug. Anything at all. She's awesome. Scott Curtis with Behind the Bits. If you guys like podcasts at all, you're into interview-style podcasts, what's better than an award-winning podcaster? I can't think of anything. So if you're into that, you can go check out Behind the Bits in any podcast app or anything that you listen to, whatever. You can also Google Behind the Bits. Uh, Scott Curtis is an award-winning interviewer. He's an awesome podcaster. He's an okay comedian as well, but he likes to get down to Behind the Bits. He likes to understand what makes comedians tick, and that's why his show is so great. Tanya Sheck, also a great supporter, great fan of ours. Uh, we are huge friends of hers, and we love her and obviously her support as well. Uh, listener app. If you do like podcasts, but you want to read the words instead of listening to them, or both, whatever, you want to save those jokes so you can retweet them later on, you can find them at listener app. You can go to Instagram at the greatest podcast app. Also, the Eid Foundation, uh, awesome charity network. What they're trying to do is make sure that people around the world can play chess. It's a great game, stimulates a lot of the brain parts. Uh, they're awesome people. People, Jim Eat is a very, very uh, awesome dude. And please go check them out, the Eat Foundation. And uh, I don't know, I'm going to probably stop talking soon. So uh, <laughs> you can find us on Talking Upstream on Sundays. You can find us here on Tuesdays. You can find me doing random stuff throughout the week. I don't know. Until then, guys. Well, okay, first, Dylan, thank you. Hey, Just thank, thank you. you. <laughs> I don't, I don't. I wish that I had like so many, I say so many I words. I wish I, I wish I had so many words for how much I appreciate your friendship. You're awesome. You're creative and you're uh, kind of cute too. And I appreciate you. So thank you for everything <laughs> you did. Right back at you, brother. <laughs> okay. Until next time, guys, uh, I'm Zach. He's Dylan. You guys have been great. Thank you so much. Some nobodies. Check us out. Bye guys. Take it. Uh, uh... <laughs> Thank you.